podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need Robin Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. Uh, it's an episode called by the, na- uh, by the name, everybody, as long as you need to know now. Uh, generally speaking, we make this stuff up as we go along. I've gone in early. Postcards from the Wedge. It's a play on... It's a, it's a book, <laughs> isn't it, everyone, that we all know and love, isn't it? And a film. And a film that, that would result we directly from it. You know what we know and love even more, though, is that slight silence every time you do one of your tricksy titles. Yeah. That's what we know and love. What's what we recognise more? Postcards from the Wedge. I like, <laughs> I like the way that it's, it, it's clearly patently sinking in on a universal level. Yeah. And then never really bobbing to the surface again. It's about Sam Allardyce, isn't it? Well, just, just with a little hand sticking up saying, help me, like the fly. Wow. What <laughs> big references. Oh, <laughs> going all the way, son. Matt's here for the set pieces. Hello. And Matt, of course, can bring us first-hand ugly experience. So obviously, not only the last week, because what's happened, Matt, since we were all last gathered together as one... Um, it was it was within hours. Uh, Kevin Day's here, of course, and, and Kevin and Kevin. And, and last week we we walked away from our last podcast, happy, smiling children. Felt that we put football to rights we, for once. Yes, we had done a good job. job we yeah. felt that okay, that's lovely. So football yeah. can carry on. Uh, within a couple of hours, it was all dead and ugly. How how's it been in the wacky world of having to write about football for the last week or so? Well, yeah, it's difficult to know where to start. Really, isn't it? Um, I think people are a bit afraid of saying anything because you don't know what's going to come out next and, you know, you don't want to make a, an ass of yourself. Uh, and, and also, you know, there's a the whole, like, legal issue of, do we know, like, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbein mm. was in charge at the weekend, Eric Black was on the bench yesterday, you know, are these all going to be backed up, these these claims about all these managers and assistants and everything? So, yeah, it's so, well, so you, exciting uh, week. Have you, so you covered yourself with a few nostalgia pieces this last <laughs> week, have you? Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But also, of course, Matt, and the beauty is it, Matt, Matt brings a Blackburn perspective to this whole argument at some point. It's a terrible shame for everybody involved in this particular podcast that we don't, this didn't get called Cloppy Birthday. Because <laughs> uh, Stuart Wright is here, and uh, it's, it's been a glorious, glorious year with probably not too many pitfalls in your wacky world of Liverpool, is it? What, the appointment of Klopp? Yeah. Well, I think, I think I've never... I don't, I don't think I've personally never felt better about a manager um, in terms of like just the idea that he's managing me, you know, like <laughs> having a boss. And like you see, it, I've never watched as many press conferences as I have since Klopp's been manager. And and as a journalist, he's he's like, he buys and sells them. It's quite unbelievable. I mean, yeah. recently when, when we beat um, when we beat Hull, they tried, they said, it's my, it's my feeling's birthday if you've upset him. He goes, well, that's not my fault. That's... Um, that's the FA's fault of putting the fixture on his yeah. birthday. <laughs> this is a man nice speaking. Move. This is a man speaking English as second language, and, yeah. and the nuance is just superb. That's lovely work, it, isn't it? He has, it's the most redundant question that's been asked. I would say on every single football TV show and radio show this weekend, when the host has said, talking about Liverpool, are they contenders? <laughs> and the answer can only be yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, but, that's let's, but let's not bother yeah, padding yeah, that out anymore. Yeah, exactly, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah definitely they can, well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's the stage right yeah. now, and then it'll develop to, can they win it? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, well, yeah, nice. As it goes for everyone, yeah. That which is just a little yeah. gentle step up the ladder there, isn't it? The only thing I like about Klopp as well is that he has got that slight Mourinho thing, is that for every, the smile doesn't mm. always go to his eyes. 
So every now and again, when he's laughing and joking, he'll get a question. That you yeah, suddenly, it's not there. You suddenly think it? there's a there's a big tantrum. There's there. anger. There's a, there, <laughs> there will be. Do you, do you, do, yeah. I mean, in t- as, as a highlight of his Liverpool tenure, did you did you did you listen to the um, his treatment? I think of Darren Lewis, where Darren Lewis wanted to get a story on Sturridge. Yeah, and all Klopp kept saying was football's a team game. Yeah. Nice, and so that was his. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's up to me. I decided yeah. to players. Yeah, so, because, took, yeah. so he took the fifth yeah. On, yeah. on every he did, single. He, yeah. he, he kept repeating the question about, and he said, "Stop now." And then partway through, he goes, "Stop shaking your head. You're not <laughs> getting. You're not getting any more." And you're like, "Stop shaking your head. That's brilliant. That's lovely work." Well, it might be. Apparently, I've heard from several journalists. He doesn't like to be touched. Klopp. Really, he doesn't like an avuncular sort of little pat on the shoulder. Well done. That's. Well, he doesn't like the crowd. He doesn't like the crowd singing his name when the glasses fall on every time someone touches him on the shoulder. That's why he's great value, and also, I mean, Lallana is just last. I know it's turned into a really good. Well, who? I mean, I mean, we've all got the hindsight, but who would have backed putting Lallana, who was known for like being like a what number ten attacking midfielder, putting him in the heart of your midfield because he will do what what Klopp tells him to do in terms of the energy. But it seems that. You know, Klopp's philosophy is about people who can hold on to the ball. You know, was he a hero of big, big Sam's reign as well? Wasn't he, Lallana? That was the, that was the highlight, I think. And was that the only I, highlight? I, I, and I'm so glad that you brought us back to where we. Did. Well, I don't know. Walking away with two million quid. For right. Well, okay. Right. Here highlight, we are. Personal highlight. Personal yeah. highlight. Yeah. Right. Well, let's let's kind of start where we physically stand and try and walk our way backwards because, um, as uh, Kevin and I swapped notes during the day, dust has indeed settled. Shit has hit fan, but everything has occurred that is required. Okay. I don't know, he, when, he didn't actually hit anybody, did he? Fan. Well, oh, no, 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 fan. No, I said, what do <laughs> you mean? Yeah, nice. Uh, Let's he, he uh, uh, Right, now, we, we, what we've got, I'll, I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind doing away with at this stage, and I'm, perhaps, I'm, you know, if you're listening and you, you're annoyed about that, I, I, I can't really help this because I don't think it's an issue here. The Allardyce thing and the rest of the Telegraph 7, mm. for me, are, are, are separate stories, and we can worry about that later. I, I, I think the Allardyce thing is and stands up on its own two feet. He wouldn't have been sacked by a club. Yeah. I, I don't think the FA had any choice. It, it, you know, it, it, they wouldn't have been happy about him saying things about Neville and Hodgson, but also when he's openly telling people how to flout FA regulations. Mm-hmm. The, the greed things, it's a game... I, I don't mind people trying to make money out of football. He did constantly say, I need to refer to the boss. He was naive, he was daft. I I think he had to be sacked. But having said that, I don't think there's a club in the Premier League that won't offer him a job when they're trying to avoid relegation. I don't think, if, if he were to go to Sunderland, for example, or Hull, I don't think many Sunderland fans or Hull fans would say, we don't want him because he's tainted by his, his, his noise. I think as well... The Telegraph story is something that came from Telegraph news journalists and not sports journalists, because I suspect that's definitely the case. I suspect sports journalists would have said it's not a big enough story to to really. Take. I, look, basically, what's what's I mean, happened? Sports journalists wouldn't even trap. They wouldn't go. They for would, this. It's, it's they not well, have the because money it's because or, it's or go not from my from my point of view. And people will say who are not football fans, but they're not listening, so they probably won't. People who are not football fans, so this is very important. He's he's the manager of England. It's a very important job. It's, I don't care what Ian Wright says, it's not as important as being Prime Minister, it's not as important <laughs> as being the Chancellor of the Exchequer. He's managing a football team, he's not the best manager England could have, could have had, which again is an issue, if he was, he may not have been sacked. Oh, okay. But, I, I, personally, I don't think the, personally, I don't think the story justified the level that it took to break the story. Sports journalists are already saying it's 
basically ruined it for them for the next two years because no one in football was going to talk to anyone full stop now sports journalists wouldn't have considered that a big enough story he had to go this simple that's it and now the, the only the big issue now is what happens next as England manager Absolutely. except there is still the fact that we've got to deal with the situation and, and as have indeed football journalists Brian Reid Matt uh, in the mirror said I wouldn't share too many tears with Big Sam he'll eventually retire a very rich man but will never understand there's more to being rich than money so basically there's still an argument out there from football journalists that even though we wouldn't have sullied our hands with such a practice he's been got and fair enough yeah, well, like Kevin said, I, I don't think he's the only one that would that would look at a four hundred thousand um, pound offer to be a keynote speaker, which I'm sure would be great at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm there in the front. <laughs> So that, that money is available and like managers you know do these extra bits like all, all of the time and there's nothing wrong with that and he's managers, going to consult the England FA about managers. it yes England yes. manager and yes he had just signed a contract with England so it was probably the worst time to be involved in those conversations and had this taken place a year down the line then maybe mm. he wouldn't have lost his job as well because it's circumstances that have sort of uh, you know contrived to, to, to do him but I think um yeah, <laughs> I was, sorry, I just say, I was, that's, a, that's probably an extraordinarily good point based on the fact that the stuff that is the ancillary stuff, the why impressions, the, the you know, well, his, well, his take on Neville, he's perfectly entitled to say stuff. It's just like noise. That, that stuff is just yeah, noise, yeah. and you know, people get like people say that sort of thing in private all the time, yes. and he'll be embarrassed by that. And to be honest, some of that stuff might he might be what he regrets the most because the other stuff he might think, well, actually, this is the sort of conversations that happen a lot more often than you know a lot of people understand. Well, that's probably bloody and true. It wasn't, as well, a, good, it wasn't a good impression, was it? Really? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't a great impression. Even that. <laughs> But, but you can I go because Stu, you made you made a really good point as we were walking in okay. about Roy, previous managers. You've got more of an issue with yeah with so because before I want you to not forget that point. So share. With, okay, okay, yeah. Well, we were talking about the fact that that during the during the Euros, he he took a boat trip in between games while on three million pound a year as Sam Allardyce was. When he should have been working, and not long after that boat trip, we got knocked out by Iceland. Was this the Paris? Yeah, yeah the day yeah. in Paris. And, and he he did the day in Paris. You're thinking, rather than watching Iceland, play. he 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 had a whole rest of the tournament to do that boat yeah. trip after being knocked out. And yeah, there seemed to be no idea about ethics then. I mean, Sam Allardyce has explicitly gone against what you would say is unethical in terms of being a yeah, manager. Yeah. But I would argue, as as someone who, if you're employed by someone, to take a day off during a tournament where tournaments probably where you're on your most kind of 24-7 as the England manager you take a day off and take a boat trip that, that I, and yet there wasn't that aghast what's he doing why is he doing it I, I, I think with that situation like I, I remember that, that arising at the Euros and I think it's one of those things where had England not lost to Iceland and that story came out no one would yeah. think a great deal of it I think the problem is the fact that because they right, will have yeah. analysed they will watch that game they'll have analysed that game they'll have done the homework on Iceland and you know Hodgson could have gone off and had that day and yeah like you know quite rightly it does sound ridiculous but it couldn't it, you know it wouldn't have been a thing the problem is Iceland took that throw in that long throw in like they did in every game they scored from it you know it was all pointed to Hodgson and Neville why didn't we practice defending what was clearly a striping blazer threat. and a boater on that's exactly, exactly that's, why that's, that's, the, well, that's why it happened exactly mate yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing not only, not only did he not watch them live they didn't watch DVDs either several England players they had no preparation for they watched France DVDs so that's a different issue but in terms of what Stuart's saying 
that's absolutely as bad behaviour from an England manager as Allardyce did. And Allardyce showed a terrible lack of judgment. Of course he did. You can make excuses. You can say, well, it's generational. He grew up at a time when there was 30 quid in a boot here. There was 50 quid in a brown envelope there. And it's different money. You can say not many people in football would have been surprised by it because there is a culture, as there is in many other jobs. But the fact is, he is England manager. He does have to abide by slightly higher standards. So he should have been sacked. It's as simple as that. But... The story is simple. It's it's he won't be, he will get a job as a club. Simple well, as that. It's not what he did in football won't be considered as bad as well, it no, is. And, and it's also more football. complicated there because yeah. you're right. Someone's going to going to walk into a club and there's going to be there's going to be a bunch of fans going. Are you actually taking the piss or what? I mean, you know that, that will happen. They but won't. They won't. They'll be delighted that he walks into their club. Oh, so, some will. So, um, you're right. But some no, will, no, some it's will. not. This is entirely. It's not Johnny Evans. This is an entirely different thing. No, if if Sunderland, for want of a better example, if Sunderland are still struggling, come January time, and Sunderland say, look, we're going to get Allardyce in to keep us up. There might be one or two, so, but the rest no, of some no, of the fans... No, they'll hate day one, but they'll like the day yeah. in which he saves them for relegation. Well, you know this, man. Anyway, you, 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 like I, have had direct experience of the Sam Allardyce experience. One of the finest bands, I'll tell you, on the, on the club <laughs> circuit. But Blackburn, of course, it was... Um, it, it, was he in his, something like a pomp there, or what was it like for I you? I think probably like yourself, Mark, um, you know... I I regret I, I, like, I was happy to see Allardyce go because we were at a club where I think his arrogance really like came to the fore with his comments about Inter Milan and Real Madrid which he said was was in jest and obviously it's jest but at the same time it betrays it betrays you know years. it betrays yeah. the truth and uh, yeah. the subtext was always there yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> on the top and then, and then obviously, you know, with what happened at Blackburn, like you, uh, well, I, I don't think, if I, if I, even if Allardyce had stayed the way the club's being run by, by the owners, you know, we, we would have gone down to where we are now or further or whatever. But, uh, but, but, but I did, was, I did do great afterwards because, you know, the football wasn't great, but you, you get that stability. And like also when he's being arrogant on your behalf, when he's being brash for your club, which he, uh, you know, often was at West Ham and even yes. at Sunderland last season, whenever, to be honest, he, did, he, he kept Sunderland up, but he didn't do a brilliant job there. Mm. You know, they were struggling until the very end. Um, but yeah, no, no, no I, I agree with, with what Kevin was saying. I, I think that in football terms, this will be seen as something that can be, you know, that clubs can move on from and and can appoint him, and it won't it won't prove it. And to also, be. the but FA the FA weren't that shocked. They didn't give him quite a lot of money to go away. Well, here's, this here's is a difference to being sacked. I mean, he's he's been paid off. He's well, been, let me deal with it exactly, Stu. Here's here's the thing. Cut the things that that's happened there. The LMA. Uh, their report said they they fully respect that this is the league band says that they fully respect the decision uh, that was mutually agreed mm. by the apparently the FA and Sam Allardyce, which is is it a million quid or is it a bit more? A million quid plus sex, it's a million right, quid, yeah. um, plus all those t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> Me, which which will never the, the tragic four thousand Sam to t-shirts Sam Allardyce's thoughts on football are now got but burned like books. In the 30s in Germany, lads. <laughs> no, no, they'll, they'll, be de- they'll be dead stock. Wisdom. They'll be dead stock, picked up by a football casual 50 years from now. Yeah. I like, or, or, in, or they're in TK Maxx <laughs> near you. I'm not, enti- you're lucky. I'm not entirely sure the uh, equation to Nazi Germany is a valid I'm one. going there. <laughs> I know I'm walking away now you've said it in actual literal words. Um, but Martin Glenn uh, has decided, <coughs> excuse me, to somewhat jump out the long grass and say that... Um, the charge against uh, Allardyce is Stuart, realistic and uh, could be anything from a fine to a ban. And his role as a participant in the game is part of the process now. Um, in, in other words, he thinks this could there could be more 
to throw at Sam Allardyce for the, his behaviour in this. And that is from someone inside the FA this who just bunned him a million nicker. This is a bit like sort of, sort of being aghast that Lance Armstrong was lying and <laughs> yeah. that, that, that cycling was somehow a bit rum and like the you know he, he, as, as the yeah. other stories that, that, that the Telegraph were able to entrap people in have proved football is not professional football is not the most ethical when it comes to its own shut your face I'm Joe. sorry leave I'm sorry. the room I'm well, sorry Gareth, Gareth, and, uh, Gareth Southgate said today doesn't like a lot of things in the industry but he loves the sport but what Glenn's done there is classic deflections you know long before I got into this a long time ago I was part of the recruitment team at the London Ambulance Service and if you, two years down the line, had an ambulance man who was consistently bad at his job and eventually had to be sacked, they would come back to us and say, how did he ever get the job in the first place? Because there's a long recruitment policy. Somebody needs to be asking the FA, yeah. how did Sam get the job? Because we all know about the Panorama Inquiry. I was going right? to say, there's, there's, a, there's an well, easy well, due diligence there. That never went away. So there was absolutely an issue of due diligence. They took somebody on. There are, there are other candidates for the England manager's job that everybody in football suspects right. won't get an interview, and we know the reasons why. And if you think... if, if People in football suspect that. The FA must surely know. See, so I, they, they must glad, be, there I, must be questions asked of the people who gave him the I job. I think that's important that. That, that point's made, Matt, because I think what happened was here is that, and I think, this always, I think it almost happened on mass with fans to a certain extent, was all of that stuff that happened in the past, he got the England job and everyone went, right, we'll, we'll call that then and this is now. But within two days of now, he's gone off and done exactly what he'd done in well, the olden days, alleged to have innocent till proven guilty, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I think the main thing about that is now is like to see. We thought we saw happen. The, yeah. the FA obviously have to. You know, their their whole line of communication is going to be down the England manager and what they do now and, and Allardyce's position and what what happens to him. But I think that you know Allardyce really the, the biggest story is that he's a symptom of, of clearly what happened. You know what what is the situation in the game? And I think that like a lot of people said it was greed, naivety, arrogance that, that led him into those, that's, those that's, conversations. That, that's to the combination, yeah. But, but I don't say. think it is. I think it's more than that. It's security. It's security that like these things happen in the game and more people are involved. What, and, like you know, comfort yeah, zone? Because he, he wasn't. Yeah, comfort zone. Because mm. it's like, it, it, it's more like that's where the, the, the arrogance and complacency comes from. Yes, it's like, definitely that, well, yeah. You know, why wouldn't I have this conversation? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, don't you know I am, yeah. But then also, like on the face of it, the conversation, like the, you know, there wasn't a great deal wrong with it. It's the fact that he was, you know, like, like Kevin said, earlier if he was at a club he probably wouldn't have lost his job but it's the fact that he just joined England and you you know that's a big step up in terms of responsibility and the, the morals that you have to you the, know the people, the people, he, went, the people he went into the meeting with it's not it's not the people he met he went in with like his trusted foot soldiers didn't yeah. he really in terms of how he goes about business yeah, in yeah. yeah someone needs to tell about Google don't they around the table do we think that's about right because I started the point there at the fact that we're going to leave the the, mm. the, the club managers thing to a side because that just seems like a mess of potage you don't even want mess you know getting involved in but is it strictly because he is the England manager that we think this is a thing yeah and also the implication is that he saw an opportunity to get more out of the England job than it's exploiting it, his role it, that, yeah? that's how it that's how it seems to a lot of people yeah and that's why one of the many reasons why the FA I don't think had any choice but to act and the and FA give a million pound and well that's the that muddies the story a little bit because yes the FA have to be seen to imply their own values and their own ethics that are stronger than the clubs maybe but then as you say it was by mutual agreement I'm imagining that the sit down with the guy who's going in the employee's handbook 
Sam. Yeah. It does say that yeah. you're not allowed to take money from yeah, third parties yeah, yeah. while an employee of us. It's kind of like, it's so, it, it, yeah, it's so blatant. He was on the high of that Lalana goal against Slovakia. <laughs> ah, well, we all, yeah. we all he was. was. He was blind. Yeah. Well, to be honest, Matt, yeah. I had a pint of wine straight after, yeah. and I was prepared to keynote speak anywhere anyone asked me. Uh, Let's talk about football. Russia, yeah. But is he... Is he are the FA got, got any ground to stand on, do you think, in terms of the fact that he's walked away with money in his pocket for this? Do you think that's probably the only way they it's, could deal with it? That's just contractual stuff, isn't it? I, th- I suppose, I, you know, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Well, it's gonna, as somebody from an employment background, it's going to make it tricky to, when they talk about, Glenn talks about you know, potential ramifications, you know, bans, etc., can they get the money the, back, though? No, you, you don't give that sort of money in a payout. I don't care what's in the contract. And there are more things in the contract than just the things that are written down. Sure. It's going to make it tricky. And any, any tribunal, any decent defence lawyer worth his sort are going to say, well, you can't have been that fussed about his behaviour. You just give him a million quid to move out of the way, essentially. And so we just, can carry on. So, the, so that's, you know, that's done. That's a done I deal. Think, I, think, I think this is the end of it. I think the FA will want Sam Allardyce to disappeared nice I don't think they'll be that happy that, that Southgate said today he's been in touch with Sam and that he's taken advice from him and he Jesus, admires him no. I don't think they'll be particularly because I think Southgate is a, as ex-Palace I know him well I don't know him well I know him through Palace really nice fellow I yeah. think Southgate's trying to be decent about this but I should think the FA will probably have a word with him to say can we not just mention the name now because we get uh, and surely you know, basically, in, in, every, just, in every way shape or form the last have thing you need to say was admit to that though wasn't it that's very funny I mean, as Matt just said have a t-shirt Gareth yeah exactly that's right yeah. or indeed 4,000 yeah. and here's some postcards um, Southgate we're, we're back where we started in this in the conversation about that which is which is who, who manages England and we've end, obviously we've ended up back with Gareth Southgate I've kind of got this little little idea that that the point from within thing was always a good idea in the first place. And if we'd ended up here by dint of whatever we've ended up here by, then we're perhaps at the right place. Not necessarily the right man, some may say, but I think, I think in principle. Is he good enough to get... Would, would Man United, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea ask Southgate to be the manager? I don't or think that's... It is, if they're not good enough to... I don't this, issue. No, all this talk about from within English manager, if they're not good enough to manage one of the top Premier League teams, why are they good enough to manage Well, we don't know if Gareth Southgate is good enough to do that because he's well, not no, been well, asked. Well, yeah, but he did it in Middlesbrough, didn't he? And, and, you know, it, it was a mixed bag there. I, I think it's one of those things where the same question could be put, like, would, would Joachim Lowe be uh, good enough to manage yeah. Bayern Munich before yeah, he got point. the Germany job because he came through the system? But then that system doesn't necessarily translate to English football. Yes. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, I think in English football, the Premier League, so dominant and you know the, the big clubs at the top there that, that you do sort of need to be a manager that's in contention with dealing with those names and some of the richest footballers in the world to uh, to, to really have a chance of, of you know of, of handling well, that job the FA said themselves that the senior players and they still haven't named them the senior players they consulted before Allardyce was taken on about an English manager or not the four senior players said, none of us have ever played for an English manager in the Premier League. We don't care. So that, that's a massive issue. We've only ever played for Continental. Sure, Continental. Issue that's a wider, the staff is available and, to, anyway, to a, work that's, with That's them. a wider story. But that's, so basically you've got a pull. If, if, Isn't if, that the if, intrinsic if, story though? If yeah, his squad's selected from individuals who, who, yeah, but, who don't know an English way, if there's such well, the, a thing. The, well, I don't mind they don't know the Premier League way for a start off because that means we don't play Premier League football in, in championship tournaments. That's why we keep which, losing. Which we never do. The fact is, all these journalists and fans who keep saying we have to have an English manager, well, the Paul is Eddie Howe, Alan Pardew, 
Gareth Southgate, Tony Pulis, if you consider him English rather than Welsh. So I, I don't think any of those are particularly strong choices to be England manager. Southgate would be my ideal choice, but in the end, I suspect he's hanging on for Arsene Wenger to get the job. There's a German who's the come w- from nowhere. Yeah. I mean, just which seems a bizarre name. But, but Stu, are we in a world where... Is there a chance here with Southgate in charge now for four games technically simply to try a new idea which is this idea of basically having an FA man which he is because he's come through their system he's had one of their tracksuits on now for 10 years he's won a tournament yeah exactly he's, he, he, he also knows I said, I've sat here and talked about this I think four times probably in, mm. in, in all the times we've done podcasts he's my God, this fella knows the 21s, so he knows the fellas that are coming through. But, but, is but, there an but argument we, for but, him? But we don't... Our 21s isn't a kind of mirror of the promise in Premier League. The 21s is a whole different game. A bit like, in a funny way, the way that the under-23s hasn't replaced reserve football at Premier League mm. football. There isn't, there isn't a relationship between our under-21 Well, England could there team. or should there no, be? There the, the, the probably should be, because you'd think if, you're, if, if the FA is a corporate brand and wants to do... English football, yeah. then you'd imagine that you'd have a plan. You know, you go, what are, what's the aim and ambition of this FA with its national team? And how does it, how does it go about implementing that? And you go, okay, there are X amount of managers. I mean, how many times now have we asked if Arsene Wenger wants to do it very publicly? And yet, yeah. it's, 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 it's a bit like seeing the sexy girl across at the dance floor and thinking, oh, oh, in a minute, yeah. in a minute. Go on, have you gone there that, yet? That's how you see Wenger. That's My not, God, that's, your eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> The Stu's point's a really good one. Every, every tournament, whether Germany win it or not, the next tournament, they'll have five new players in the first team who have come from the under-21s. Yeah. Because that's their culture. Yeah. And, and the under-21s, those players will replace replaced by the under-19s. should they not be our culture? Well, well, there be, is, there but, is, but we've got... A, the, the current culture is that we have... We keep hold of our squad for as long as possible. You've got someone like A.D. Boothroyd stepping up to do the 21s. A.D. Boothroyd is a person who said when he was in charge of the 18s or 19s, when somebody said to him, I presume you play the same way as the first team, he went, no, I play the way I used to play at Watford. Every single manager of an England team at any level... So, so where's play, the system? Is, there is no system. So if you're employed mm. within the, the system, why is there no bloody the system? system? The system is, lasts for six months after every tournament. Yeah. That's it, and then goes out the window. Yeah, but there is still talk of a roadmap. I mean, even if you look at sort of FA coaching on a grassroots level, they talk about this, this FA. England way of, of doing it uh, which just doesn't seem to be really apparent on the pitch and you know Roy Hodgson and Sam Arda, it's like they don't play necessarily the same type of football no, um, no. And, and you know like the names that have been linked Ralph Rangnick I think what they like about him um, is the fact that he, you know, he built that club basically RB Leipzig and got them into the Bundesliga he did a great job at Schalke over in Germany so they probably look at him as a bit of a panacea really as a guy who could come in and he'll actually just create a culture for us and a system but, but from the, the, the top to the bottom he, they won't, if he comes in and they say right you've got a job for 12 years doesn't matter what happens in tournaments, you've got a job for 12 years, we'll have that view. The way that Germany and Klinsmann Because do what will happen is Rangnick will come and he'll say, right, the first team will play this way, and they'll say, well, we, we won't change the way the 21s and 19s play because it, we'll have another manager in three years who yeah. wants to play a different sort of football. Until, and it's partly the fans' fault as well because the fans simply haven't got the patience or the grasp of reality to go, we're not that good a team. I think with the under 21s as well, though, like the, the patience, if we look in the past, like Milner made, you know, like how many caps, and he's been a really good, solid player for the first team, but he's not the sort of player 
played it wows the fans. And then you look, you know, there's no, the likes of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's the likes of Nigel Rio Koku who played forever yeah. in the under 21s. I think he played till he's about 13 in the under 21s. He might still no, be in there, there now. now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, and, you know, the, these players, like, the, you know, there's, there's that kind of history of getting stuck in the under 21s and never being able to make the step up, really. But, um, but no, no or, or even, or, or the system never, because I, 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 again, this argument I made was when Stuart Pearce was in charge. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that Stuart Pearce was the man. I, it just occurred to me that if Stuart Pearce was looking up the 21s and they were looking for the next England manager, it'd be the bloke who's looking after I, the next yeah, but, generation. It seemed the, a simple philosophy yeah, but to the, me. The, the big problem is, and it always comes down to a wider argument than we've got time for now, Premier League versus international football, is that the, for a lot of those under 21s, the best football they ever play is playing for England because they're not getting near the Premier, the first team in the Premier League because most Premier League clubs... And they're probably playing in the Championship anyway. Exactly. Most Premier League clubs won't take the risk. Either, you know, like Pulis and Pardew would say, I can't take the risk on young kids when we're fighting a relegation battle or Chelsea simply haven't got a culture of putting kids in the... So the, the, the players we've got are playing international football at under-21 level but they're not playing Premier League football. In, so in, it's ter- not- in terms of talking about then... Um, an opportunity, perhaps now, to for you know a, a, a clean sweep and and have another look, and perhaps even instil the theory that the FA say they want to do. Arsenal Wenger's twenty years old in the Premier League. Mm. I wouldn't. There's going to be. We, we can add the two arguments about this. First of all, the foreign manager part of it, but second of all, would could you find a better man to to say? Would you come in and instil a top down? No, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you could in terms of if it, if England is about the English Premier League, then clearly he's a man with a lot of expertise mm. and a lot of dealings with A-list footballers and how, and how you look after them. I mean, the fact that most of the debate between the end of Roy Hodgson's tenure and the start of Sam Allardyce's is, can you drop Rooney? Mm. Tells everything oh, about, oh, oh, tells today, you, tells tells everything about today, England and the FA. Southgate is already basically question one. Yeah, yeah. I have my, Rooney's in charge. He's yeah, the, he's he's the most captain, senior yeah. of my yeah. senior players. As, yeah. as if to say, I mean, it, it, we have this we have this weird short term memory as a as a public sphere in football. That, that some good players represented a success that we've never had. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. but, <laughs> but there's no success yeah, no, to give Rooney. On the Wenger thing, do, uh, is there any? Is, could you see? Any, th- th- this is me trying to be somewhat visionary with the argument, rather than simply just saying, "Oh, let's drop him in there now and try and save the day." But is there an argument saying that you know Wenger, Wenger's contracts have at Arsenal, and they say? I'll tell you what, you, you've been 20 years in this league, you're, you're as English as anybody else, come in here and show us how it's done from the top downwards. Well, yeah, there's definitely an argument for that. But then, I, I don't know whether Arsene Wenger now, even though, I, you know, that there's talk that he, like he's been interested in the England role in the past mm. and he sees it's still something that he potentially might do. I don't know whether he's the right man to come in and do what he did at Arsenal 20 years ago with, with the England team. I, I think it's a, a huge job and, and it's maybe the job for a younger manager with perhaps more revolutionary ideas. Um, you know, you look at the younger managers that have come into Premier League, Arsene Wenger's doing a brilliant job this season. He's done a great job for Arsenal over the years. But like, you look at what, you know, Klopp's doing at Liverpool. Pochettino. You look at these managers and you think, you know, that, that's a, that's an enormous thing for Arsene Wenger to be able to bridge that 20-year gap from when he started his revolu- revolutionary to be that same guy again. The thing with Wenger is, it's interesting, the FA has suddenly say, released a statistic this week saying that the, the average age of successful managers in, in tournament football is 62, whatever it is. There's so, always old boys always, running the, these teams. The, the thing now. with Wenger, and, and Matt's absolutely right, it, 
to an outsider, he's almost a perfect compromise candidate because he's as English as you get while still being French. Yeah. And he's got that experience of, of the Premier League. But his problem would be, I, I suspect that if Arsenal were to play England ten times, Arsenal would win seven or eight of them. Mm. Wenger... I think Wenger would struggle with the quality of some of the players that he's asked to play. With. My, he can't. He can't bring players. My in. theory it's would a, be though, Kevin, cha- is, that, is that is that you bring him in, but you appoint his successor immediately. I, and, I, but then again, if, he's got Steve Bolsit next to him on if, the bench, if, and that's if, not quite worth for an Arsenal. If, was if it, they so. were to say, we most right-thinking England fans have been saying this. Well, at the, of our age, been saying this since the eighties. The younger ones since the nineties. If you were to get that system of success, and if you were going to say, right, we'll bring Wenger in. Right, but the next manager is going to be Southgate after that, and then I tell you what, the next one after that is going to be this kid from Blackburn who's manager. You know, so everyone knows. But the thing is, it's the it's the fans as well. You have to address the fact that the fans are so impatient and think that England are good enough to win tournaments. We're not. It's simple as that. At the moment, with the pool of players that we've got, and it's bigger than a lot of people think. But the pool of players we've got, why would we expect to win tournaments with, with if, as you say, Gareth Southgate's already saying Rooney's going to play? Yeah, I thought I'd switch that off. It's my fault. That's all right. It might, be going, it might be going. Yeah, like, like, like you say, with, 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 with the small pool of uh, English managers as well. If you say Gareth Southgate's next and Carl Robinson's, th- you know, third like in line to the throne, then like people are going to switch off. And for the FA, that means money as well. Like yeah. you know, are, yeah. are people going to keep following you know the England team as passionately as, as they have done? I think there's, there's one more point to make on this though. Is like they've got Gareth Southgate in charge of four games, and there's, there's actually there's an underlying issue here though for the FA in that. The Telegraph have a list of names that they're going to keep investigating. Oh, no, they yeah, can't. They can't appoint anybody until you, until you, they, they, they finish reporting. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually a really good point. And also, the fact is that everybody in football is speculating as to what those names are. I suspect, as some journalists have said, they, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is probably the most famous of them. But as I said earlier on, everybody in football has heard rumours about everybody in football. So. It, it, that's maybe why someone like Rangnick is getting involved because they're kind of going as far as they can to find somebody who's totally unsullied I don't, or anything. What's because, the German, what's the Das Telegraph? But it is but it's the, difficult the, the for the FA. I, I, come I, think, there. I think what Matt says is a really good point because the FA, if they, if they know that there are journalists out there with no interest in the future of English football but, but an interest in the story, if they know there's, there's all these potential hand grenades waiting to go off all over the place and that whatever, whoever gets the job... The, the Telegraph are going to do the due diligence that the FA may not have done. It's a really difficult situation. If I, if I, if I, I think that's, that's going back to that point you said about Glenn's uh, uh, statement earlier about how, like, you know, it sort of suggested are there more things to come yeah. out. They yeah. don't know yet. They've no, not so like, exactly. gone for well, all the Or even worse, they do know, and that's why. Yeah. It's, I don't think yeah. it's the one hand grade more massive minefield. But of course, the good news is, though, Stu, is that everything's being set up nicely by Swansea uh, because they've set their man now and they're bringing in. Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley, yeah. Bob Bradley, who succeeded Bruce (laughs) Arena as the USA, Team USA manager. You'd never guess you used to call him take I, on NBA. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. I met Bob's brother. Red Zone. In, in, uh, I met Bob's brother in 2006 in Germany. Um, What's his name? Bradley Bradley. Jeff Bradley. (laughs) And uh, he was covering the World Cup for ESPN. And he watched the uh, Trinidad and Tobago game with us at the Sam Pauli 
mem- wow. members bar. Wow. And it was, and we got, we all got Everything very, about this story is just getting better. And, <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and, and we got very drunk on, because uh, it was just outside the Hamburg fan park and uh, we just got very drunk. This isn't obviously Bob, this is his brother. And uh, we, had a, we had a ball, but he, he realised drinking with 10 English what people. Is it, what is it, Strongbow is not the best thing to do. Strongbow cider! <laughs> it was well, a, I actually went Somerset. We're in a fan, we're in a, we're in a fan park. It was, there, was a, there was like a Strongbow tent in a fan park in So Hamburg. what's your Bradley do then? What's his game? He, he doesn't know. He doesn't do it now. He used to do. He used to cover golf and football for ESPN. But. Oh, okay. So journal, but like, yeah, yeah. So what do we know about Bob Bradley? Well, he he ran Egypt as a as a football it's, team uh, rather than a country for a while. I tell you what, you do know about him is he's going to have, have a big battle to win the fans over because Gidelin was popular with Swansea fans. Really? Oh, well, oh did, yeah. No, you did the job. But, but the thing is, as well, them, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that because of course it's a results industry. But you, every time you watch Swansea, they're still trying to play they, they, football they, the right way, yeah, and they, they still they scared the life out of us on first, Saturday. First half hour against Liverpool, they were played Liverpool e- even the last minute. If there is, uh, exactly. oh, yeah, 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 it. and then they played well against Man City. That's the thing. It's like. It's Do you co- think the American owners might quite like the idea of having an American manager in the team? Well, he's, or well, he's something? the first uh, American manager in the Premier League, isn't I, he? So, I, so it's, I, you yeah. know, it's a big move, it's a big headline move. I quite, and I'm quite looking forward to this. Well, do you know? But to I want to see him do touchdown for a goal. I want to a, see him put his arms up. To a Swansea fan, it looks more like you're trying to grow the brand in America than it does like you're trying to save Swansea from relegation. That's the that's the issue with a lot yeah. of clubs that have got foreign investment. Where fan, but American owners in particular, and you know more about this than I do, Mike. You know much more about the politics of American sport. But you have American owners who, yeah, the idea of relegation and promotion is still slightly anathema to them. Well, they also the, they, the, they're also could have their have their franchise taken away from them if they, if they do yeah. if they do wrong. But you do wonder. It's still owned by the league. Yeah, and there's no. Yeah, we've got. Palace have got two massive American investors. There's no more logic to Palace getting American investment than there is to Swansea. Well, Liverpool have seen want... it as well. Of well yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but Liverpool... It's a shagrain. We've, no, had, it's, we've had the bad and the good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, from an outsider's point of view, you can understand why Americans would want to invest in Liverpool. Of course you can, but there's less of an argument for investing in Palace and Swansea unless there are reasons to do with their own brand in America. And again, I, I, I hate the fact that any conversation about football has the word brand in it, but unfortunately you can't, you can't go beyond well, it because there's no football logic to bring in Bob Bradley. I, th- I think the... You know, the real issue here, though, is that Greedlin got sacked on his birthday today. And, oh. uh, oh. and you mentioned what Mike, 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 well, you mentioned Mike Phelan earlier, Steve. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What has Klopp got against other managers having birthdays? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's such a selfish beardy. Hey. So, 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 so the, the next manager who plays Liverpool, uh, <laughs> you know, plays Liverpool around his birthday, oh, yeah, yeah. then... Yeah, he's got to be oh, worried about his job. And look out for the <laughs> FA fixtures next year. But, <laughs> gentlemen, unfortunately, we've, got, we've run out of time here. That was the whistleblowers. My name's Bob Bradley. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.